Section 9 of Stories for God's Little Ones by Father John Koenig. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Grampy O'Shee tells a story. Jack and Jenny, his younger sister, slipped through the hedge at the back of their house. Hand in hand they crossed the field alive with color. It seemed as if someone had scattered red and brown and yellow crowns on the trees and flowers, and someone else had come with a huge rolling pin and rolled them thin. It was late October and a Saturday morning. They were on their way to Grampy O'Shee's. Fast by the back porch they found him, gently, not feverishly busy. That's how it was with Grampy these days. His ship was sailing in quiet waters. Grampy was painting storm windows. Because, he had said to Granny O'Shee, if fall comes, can winter be far behind? His painter's hat rode easily upon his head of tumbling white hair, like a rubber raft upon a breaking wave. Oh, ho, my little friends, he greeted Jack and Jenny. Tis good to see you, tis it is. Jack and Jenny glided to the ground and watched quietly. They had come many Saturday mornings before, and they knew that Grampy would be sure to spin one of his stories. Grampy was as full of stories as he was of white hairs, and that was tumbling over. Grampy's stories were most unusual, but Jack and Jenny liked them. They left a the warm feeling inside, like oatmeal on a cold winter morning. Grampy blew a mouthful of smoke from his corncob pipe, dipped the brush afresh in the paint, and with a faraway sound in his voice began, Across the wide ocean in the land where shamrocks grow, I once visited a monastery high on a hill. If you counted the monks who lived happily inside, you would have counted seventy-two. Jenny's eyes blinked at that. She was thinking of how many times around her fingers she would have to go to count so high. Some of the monks, continued Grampy, wrote books, some planted taters, some carved statues, some grew daffodils. But, and here Grampy's voice sounded somewhat mysterious, there was one monk not very bright. He couldn't write books, he couldn't carve statues, he couldn't grow daffodils. So it was he had the simplest task of all. He answered the monastery door. His name was Brother Kevin. Jack and Jenny felt sorry for the monk who knew so little, but they liked his name right off. Measured by books and skill, Grampy went on, Brother Kevin was at the very bottom. He was number seventy-two, but measured by... Well, listen and see if you can guess. Brother Kevin led all the rest. Jack and Jenny determined to do just what Grampy asked. Listen and see if they could guess. It was one o'clock in the afternoon, said Grampy. Cling, clang, cling, clang rang the monastery bell. All the monks headed toward their room for a nap, or at least an hour of quiet. So did Brother Kevin. He took off his sandals. He was just about to rest his head upon the pillow when cling, cling, clang went the doorbell. Upset Brother Kevin. He didn't frown. He didn't sigh, nor did he grumble. On went his sandals. Clip-clap, clippity-clap, down the quiet hall he went. He pushed open the big wooden door. How can I serve you, sir? He said politely to the man who was standing there. Brother Monk, said the man, my children are hungry and I have no food. Please come in, invited Brother Kevin. The man stepped in. He sat on the bench near the door. He placed his wooden cane against the wall. Straight to the kitchen, Brother Kevin went. Soon he was back with a basket of food, cheese, three giant loaves of bread, and some fruit. Smiling and grateful, the man went down the steps with a basket of food in his arms. Away to his room went Brother Kevin. 
he slipped off his sandals. He was just about to rest his head upon the pillow when, cling, cling, clang, sounded the doorbell. Up sat Brother Kevin. He didn't frown, he didn't sigh, nor did he grumble. On went his sandals, clip-clap, clip-clap, down the quiet hall he went. He pushed open the big wooden door. How can I serve you, sir? he asked politely. Brother Monk, answered the boy, I forgot to say I needed some milk for the baby. To the kitchen once more went Brother Kevin, soon he was back with a jug of milk in his hand. Smiling and grateful, the man went down the steps with a basket of food and the jug of milk in his arms. To his room again went Brother Kevin. He took off his sandals. He was just about to touch his head on the pillow, when cling, cling, clang, sounded the doorbell. Up sat Brother Kevin. He didn't frown, he didn't sigh, nor did he grumble. On went his sandals. Clip-clap, clippity-clap, down the quiet hall he went. He pushed open the big wooden door. Who was there but the man with the basket of food and the jug of milk in his arms? How can I serve you, sir? politely inquired Brother Kevin. Brother Monk, said the man, the last time I was here I forgot my wooden cane. Brother Kevin looked around. Sure enough, there was the wooden cane against the wall. Smiling and happy, the man went down the steps with a basket of food, the jug of milk, and the wooden cane in his arms. Back once more to his room went Brother Kevin. He took off his sandals. His head was just about to touch the pillow when cling-clang, cling-clang, sounded the big monastery bell. It was two o'clock. The hour of quiet was over. It was time for all the monks to return to their work. Up sat Brother Kevin, not a frown, not a sigh, not a grumble. Contentedly, Brother Kevin clippity-clapped his way to his bench at the door. With Brother Kevin went his guardian angel, nodding joyously, because he knew that three golden stars were now stamped in Brother Kevin's record book under the beautiful word. Here Grampy stopped and looked at Jack and Jenny, wondering if they had guessed. Under the beautiful word, repeated Grampy. Patience, cried out Jack, which proved how closely he had listened. Brother Kevin with seventy-two in books and skills, summed up Grampy. But number one in patience, concluded Jenny, which proved that she had listened closely too. As Jack and Jenny came back through the hedge, Jenny couldn't help thinking that maybe not everyone could win stars in books and skill, but everyone could in patience. I think that Jenny was right. Don't you? End of Grampy O'Shea Tells a Story End of Stories for God's Little Ones by Father John Koenig